Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the July 15th, 2021 meeting of the Upper Marion Township Board of Supervisors. Please join me in a Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We'll begin with roll call, starting on my right. Greg Wax. Bill Genoway. Carol Kenny. Tina Garzillo. Tony Hannaday, Township Manager. Joe McGrory, Township Solicitor. Leanna Clubriel, Township Engineer. Mr. Phillips is not with us tonight. He is uh, uh, committed on employment issues. Number four, meeting minutes. We have no meeting minutes to review tonight. That brings us to item five, which is chairman comments. And I have a couple of things under uh, chairman's comments this evening. First of all, we have had a little bit of challenge tonight with our streaming service. And I've been advised by our TV staff that if you are having difficulties with the streaming, try another browser. And we have tried a variety of browsers here and it seems to be going in and out. I'm not quite sure what the problem is, but simply if, if you are on Google Chrome and you fail on Google Chrome, uh, go to Firefox or Edge or something else and, and try that. Uh, secondly, uh, we still have the capability of my UMT app. If you have a question, feel free to submit it and it will go directly to Mr. Hamaday. When you are bringing up the app and you are making your statement or your question, please make sure that it is being directed to the appropriate party, which would be? That would be Board of Supervisors meeting. So and pick that, that drop down. Kick that drop down because otherwise it will not get to us. So please do that. Um, third item, we had an executive session earlier this evening dealing with litigation and personnel. Fourth item, a really good thing happened this week. On Monday, the Senior Service Center reopened. It was opened and the seniors were uh, actively involved, participating in uh, all of the different things that they would typically do on a Monday. The one thing that you will need when you come to, uh, to take part in those activities, you will need to prove that you're fully vaccinated. So proof of vaccination is required. Um, I was there for a period of time. I uh, saw everybody bringing their vaccination cards, everybody uh, great to see each other. And it was, uh, it was great to chat with, uh, with a lot of our seniors that made it there. And I'm gonna repeat this at the end of the session tonight as well, um, in case people aren't watching it at this point in time. And that takes me to the last item under the chairman's comments. On Wednesday, the Board of Supervisors met with department heads in public session to discuss our 2022 goals and objectives. The five-hour session was preceded in prior weeks by department heads working with their teams to develop ideas, plans, needs, et cetera, for 2022 consideration. This process is a precursor to the budgeting activities and I would say we have excellent department heads. They were engaged and collectively looked at not only general operational concerns, but the added complications that occurred from the COVID-related situations that we've had. The session began with a revisiting of our township mission and vision and focused on our commitment to the community. We then discussed 2022 in terms of financial and operational performance, infrastructure, and asset management and being a safe and inclusive community, as well as reflecting on missed opportunities in 2021, primarily the result of COVID impacts. The results were actionable, the specific goals centered upon personnel management, analytics and benchmarking, sustainability, 
and operational enhancements to continue to improve the quality of life in Upper Marion Township. So I want to personally say on behalf of the board, thanks to the department heads for their excellent work and their staffs for their excellent work in developing the first draft of our 2022 goals and objectives, which will become refined once we enter into the budget discussions. It takes us to new business. And the first item under new business uh, is going to be some comments from Chief Nolan. We have to do a new process as of uh, the end of August based upon state law uh, modifications. So I'm gonna start practicing. So I'm gonna ask the board for approval to include two items on the agenda. The first will be fireworks comments from Chief Nolan, and the second will be lifeguard appreciation day comments from Supervisor Garzillo. Do you need a motion? I to need do a motion that? and a second. Yes. Then I'll move, make motion to add those two items to the agenda. I will second. So we have a motion and a second to add those two items to the agenda. Are there any questions from the board? Any questions from the public? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. Chief Nolan. Thank you. Uh, I was asked to make a statement to the community tonight about an ongoing issue with fireworks in the township. Uh, I've been on the police department for over 36 years, and every summer we've had issues with fireworks calls. Um, early in my career, those calls would span from the last week of June through the first week of July. In late 2017, a law was passed that allowed the sale of larger grade fireworks in Pennsylvania. Prior to this change, we only saw these larger grade fireworks when people would buy them out of state and illegally bring them back into Pennsylvania. Since 2017, we've seen a, a dramatic increase in police calls involving fireworks in the township. And I thought about a way to, what to say in this statement. I wondered if quoting laws would be enough to make a change in our community. I could remind our residents that state law says that you must, uh, you, you cannot discharge fireworks from public property. You cannot discharge them within 150 feet of an occupied structure. Um, I could also add that you cannot be, they cannot be discharged towards or from a motor vehicle. Or I could explain our Upper Marion Township noise ordinance, which says that you cannot discharge fireworks um, that can be heard across property boundary lines unless you have a permit from the Board of Supervisors. These laws and ordinances pretty much restrict discharge of fireworks anywhere in Upper Marion Township. But rather than talk about laws and fines, I'd like to talk a little bit about neighborly behavior and common decency. The fireworks that you're setting off at all hours through the spring and summer months can be heard for several blocks, if not miles. Have you thought about what's going on in the homes that have to endure the noise from your fireworks? Are you aware that some of our elderly and very young become extremely scared by the fireworks and the noise that they cause? What about the child with sensory sensitivities that will be up all night with anxiety from the fireworks? or people who suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, possibly our veterans, what are your fireworks triggering in them? And many pet owners have to deal with the stress that their animals endure through because of the fireworks that are discharged in the, in the neighborhoods. All the groups that I have listed have their own coping mechanisms that they've set in place for the traditional 4th of July fireworks displays. Should they have to live this way all spring and summer just so you can discharge your fireworks? And if being a good neighbor 
and showing compassion to someone is not enough, let's talk about safety. Just because these fireworks are allowed to be sold in stores in Pennsylvania should not for one second make you think that they are safe. These are explosive devices. Just read the warning label and you'll see that on them. You'll also see where they were manufactured. And while you're looking at that, take a moment to contemplate if where they are manufactured has a high consumer product safety standards in that in wherever they are manufactured. The injuries I've seen in my career from fireworks injuries, uh, accidents have always been severe. And make no mistake about it, you're risking your safety and the safety of those around you if you're launching fireworks in a neighborhood. And if all of this is not enough, I'll leave you with this. Before you set off your next fireworks display for your family and friends, I would encourage you to call your insurance company. Tell them what you're planning to do and ask them what type of liability you will incur personally from the injuries and or fires that are caused by your fireworks. So hopefully our residents will step up and make a change for this community. This is not a problem that can be solved only by the police department. Upper Marion is better than this and needs to be a community that takes the lead in ending this fireworks chaos. Thank you. Fatalities in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania this 4th of July as a result of fireworks. Yes, and, and, and injuries much, much higher than that. Right, and in addition, I happened to be with someone from Lebanon County today, and they told me that a major facility, a business, was burned down because of fireworks. So th these are nothing to play with. These are dangerous tools, and if you don't know how to operate them, you shouldn't be operating them, and if you don't understand the potential damage they can create, or injury or death, you shouldn't be playing with them. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. The next item is a proclamation for Park and Rec Professionals Day. I'm gonna call our Park and Rec Director, Dan Russell, to the dais, as well as our liaison to Park and Rec, Mrs. Garzello. Thank you, Mr. Chairman and members of the board and our citizens of Upper Marion Township. I'm here tonight to read proclamation for Park and Recreation Professionals Day. Whereas Parks and Recreation promotes physical, emotional, and mental health and wellness through organized and self-directed fitness, play, and activity, and whereas Parks and Recreation supports the economic vitality of communities by providing frontline jobs, child care for the essential workforce, and promoting community revitalization. And whereas Parks and Recreation creates memorable experiences through engaging virtual and physically distanced programs, peacefully modeling compassion, promoting self and social equity, connecting social networks, and ensuring all people have access to its benefits. And whereas Parks and Recreation supports human development and endless learning opportunities that foster social, intellectual, physical, and emotional growth in people of all ages and abilities. And whereas Parks and Recreation strengthens community identity by providing facilities and services that reflect and celebrate community character, heritage, culture, history, aesthetics, and landscape. 
And whereas Parks and Recreation facilitates community problem and issue resolution by providing safe spaces to come together peacefully and facilitating conversations and services in order that our communities may heal both physically and emotionally. And whereas Parks and Recreation sustains and stewards our natural resources by protecting habitats and open spaces, connecting people to nature and promoting the ecological function of parkland. And whereas Parks and Recreation supports safe, vibrant, attractive, progressive communities that make life better through positive alternatives offered in their recreational opportunities. Whereas the Board of Supervisors supports the skilled work of park and recreation professionals to strengthen community cohesion and resiliency, connect people with nature and one another, and provide opportunities for healthful living, social equity, and environmental sustainability. Whereas the Board of Supervisors values the essential services that park and recreation professionals and volunteers perform to provide recreational and developmental enrichment for our children, youth, adults, and seniors, and to ensure our parks and recreational facilities are clean, safe, and ready to use. <clears throat> now therefore be it resolved, the Board of Supervisors does hereby pro proclaim tomorrow, July 16th, 2021, as Pennsylvania Recreation and Park Professionals Day in Upper Marion Township. Adopted this 15th day of July, 2021, signed by William Genoway, Chairman, and attest Anthony Hamaday, Township Manager. And now I'm going to ask Mrs. Scorzillo uh, to read a statement regarding Lifeguard Appreciation Day. And I'm proud to uh, read the statement, and I just want to do a, a little shout out to the Parks and Rec Department that. Uh, with the challenges that we faced in the last 18 months. Um, I appreciate all the time and effort that the, the staff put into coming up with ways for our, our community to come together in, in ways that wouldn't have happened if you didn't put those things together for us. So much appreciation to you and the staff, Dan, for um, all the efforts that you did. Saturday, July 31st is International Lifeguard Appreciation Day. As first responders, Professional lifeguards are trained and certified in CPR, AED use, and first aid. Their skills are tested both in the water and on land. They have a massive responsibility and put their own health and safety at risk, exposing themselves to the transmission of disease and potential injury. They are the enforcers of rules designed to protect our swimmers, lifeguards, and also to extend their compassion and care, helping families, answering questions, and maintaining rigorous sanitation protocol. I was given a statistic just recently that our lifeguards did 12 saves in uh, the month of June, I believe it was. So that just, uh, it just reminds us of how important well-trained lifeguards are for us and to the safety of our residents. And, um, and that appreciation goes out to these lifeguards for the 12 saves that they performed. Thank you. One other quick thing, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank uh, the entire Park and Recreation staff uh, for their hard work and dedication. And also wanna give a, a shout out to our citizen boards, the park, both the Park and Recreation Board and the Community Center Advisory Board uh, for helping us reach our goals. Um, to the Board of Supervisors for your understanding and recognizing uh, Parks and Recreation as an essential service. And last but certainly not least, all of our residents that support everything we do. Uh, it's much appreciated on behalf of the entire de uh, department. Thank you.
Thank you, Dan. I personally had a chance this past week to get to the pool, to get over to the community center, of course, be with the senior center uh, group and, and visit two parks. So you're busy. You are absolutely busy. So thank you for everything that the park and rec team does. Thank you very much. Okay. That takes us to item B, which is a conditional use hearing on the Mansell Mill Road Company, 850 Mansell Mill Road. Uh, this has been with us for a period of time, and I understand we have an extension letter, but I'm going to turn this over to Mr. McGorry. At this time, I'll open the hearing, and um, we received a letter dated June 24th, 2021, from Michael Gill, the attorney for the applicant, requesting that this matter be continued tonight and rescheduled for a later date. Um, we're going to reschedule it for a date certain, which is September 16, at, and in this Freedom Hall at um, 7.30 at night. Uh, that way we don't need to re-advertise or re-notify people. This is their notice. Um, so with that, if the board's in agreement with the continuance, um, we can close the hearing and reconvene into the public meeting portion of the agenda. Thank you, Mr. McGorry. We have a motion to extend this. So moved. I'll second. Motion by Mr. Wax, seconded by Mrs. Kenny to accept the extension letter to September the 16th at 7.30 p.m. Any questions from members of the board? Questions from the public? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes 4-0. Takes us to our second public <coughs> hearing for this evening. And this is a request for an inter-municipal transfer of a liquor license for Taku Steakhouse, LLC, 330 Goddard Boulevard, King of Prussia, and we have prepared resolution 2021-20. For those of you that don't know where 330 Goddard Boulevard is, it is the former Champs restaurant near the movie theaters. Sure, you take away from what I was gonna start talking about. Yeah, um, before we, we have start to go up, the opening of the hearing. Yeah, Sorry. before we start up, I'll open the hearing, introduce into the record uh, as board exhibit one, the application and all its attachments. And board exhibit two is the township generated proof of publication. And with that, I'll, I'll hand it off to the applicant's attorney. Uh, this board is very familiar with these transfers. We've done several of them in the past. So a very simple offer of proof would suffice. Sure. Um, good evening, uh, supervisors. My name is Dave Berger. I'm the attorney for the applicant, Taku Steakhouse LLC. As the chairperson certainly allocated, this is for the intermunicipal transfer of a liquor license to 330 Goddard Boulevard, which is formerly known as the Champs Restaurant. Um, I won't get into the standards since you've dealt with these prior to. The property is located in the shopping center off of Goddard Boulevard um, near the King of Prussia Mall. You can see from the overhead shot that I provided to you, it's in the same shopping center as the movie theater, the United Artists, I believe, the Best Buy, and the Bahama Breeze. Um, based on the location in the shopping center, there is certainly plenty of parking to satisfy the restaurant. Uh, the Taku Steakhouse is a chain of Japanese steakhouses that has two other locations in Indiana, specifically Kokomo, Indiana, and Columbus, Indiana. They are hibachi and sushi-style sit-down restaurants, and the applicant is planning on bringing that same type of restaurant to that currently vacant property. Um, I, uh, the second page is a, a very tentative plan for what they plan on doing with the property, but the plan is to currently have eight hibachi areas at with two grills per area, so it would be a total of 16 hibachi grills, a cocktail bar area, which I would believe would also be maybe a sushi bar, and then a number of regular tables for sit-down dining. They are merely looking to use this liquor license to supplement their existing food 
excuse me, the existing food offerings. Um, because the property was formerly a sports bar, the interior doesn't uh, suffice for their needs, so the applicant will be making a significant investment into the property and just construction and repairs. Uh, the planned hours of operation for the property are Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Sunday from noon to 9.30 p.m. With regards to security at the property, the applicant plans on installing 20 security cameras, which will monitor the restaurant. That's a total of 15 cameras inside and five cameras monitoring the outside. The applicant expects to hire approximately 30 employees for the establishment. That would include for service, cooking, busing. Uh, the employees serving the alcohol will be over 18 years of age pursuant to Pennsylvania Control Liquor Control Board guidelines and they will all need to be RAMP certified and trained. RAMP certification is responsible alcohol management training. It, it just makes sure how they can identify visibly intoxicated people and those types of regulations enforced by the PLCB. Um, that's kind of the general overview of what the applicant plans on doing. If anyone has any questions, I am certainly able to answer those as well. Does the board have any questions? I have just one. It appears that the footprint doesn't change just the interior tenant fit up. Correct, yeah, there's not gonna be no exterior expansion whatsoever. Any other questions from the board? No change in the requirements for parking, I assume? No, yeah, with no change in the interior, uh, there, there should be no change for parking requirements. Mm -hmm. Certainly, um, if there is anything that would garnish a zoning change or an update to zoning, my client intends on satisfying any and all zoning requirements that the township might have. Okay, and may I ask what your timeline is if um, you, uh, to do the renovations, number sure, one, and secondly, opening? Yeah, with the plan construction, I think we're looking at anywhere between nine and 12 months. Um, we're still negotiating with the landlord for leases, that type of thing, um, but there will be some time for construction my guess could be anywhere between nine and those 12 months. Thank you. Sure. You're good. Uh, Supervisor, can you take my question? Okay. And I'm the same. Okay. So questions are answered. Thank you, Mr. McGrory. If there's no other questions from the board, we'll open it up to the public. The public have any questions or comments? Hearing and seeing none, we'll close the hearing. Reconvene into the public meeting portion of the agenda. This is now in a position to take action. Thank you, Mr. McGroy. It's actually the passage of a resolution. Right. We have resolution 2021-20. What's the pleasure of the board on this resolution? I will make a motion to approve the intermunicipal transfer. And I'll second. So we have a motion and a second, Mr. Wax and Ms. Scorzillo, to approve the request for intermunicipal transfer. I guess I did have one other question. Where's it coming from? It's coming from Lansdale, um, a closed Roby Tuesdays in Lansdale. Okay. Thank you. Um, any other questions or comments? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes 4 0. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you. Takes us to item D, which is a public hearing, an ordinance of the Township of Upper Marion to amend the Township Zoning Ordinance, Chapter 165, Article 12, Section 165 61, Area Width and Yard Regulations to amend the minimum lot area per unit for multifamily and row house and to repeal subsection F density and replace it with area and density regulations and section 165-62 multi-building lots to repeal subsections B and C. Mr. McGroy. Um, yes, I'll open the hearing, introduce the following exhibits. Board Exhibit 1's the ordinance itself. Board Exhibit 2's the legal notice of the hearing. 
Board Exhibit 3 is the proof of publication. Board Exhibit 4 is the proof of submission to the County Law Library. Board Exhibit 5 is a proof of submission to the uh, County Planning Commission. Board Exhibit 6 is proof of submission to the Township Planning Commission. Um, this ordinance reads a little complicated, but it's very simple. Um, your ordinances for townhouse and multifamily um, dwelling type units is a mishmash of inconsistent criteria for your area and bulk requirements. So all that we did was we compared everywhere in your ordinance with these area and bulk requirements exist and made them consistent. So the ordinance is they read a little complicated, but it's making things simpler. Does anyone have any questions on the ordinance? I would just make a comment that this is part of our ongoing zoning review process, which we undertake monthly. We review various zoning documents and make sure that they are brought up to, to uh, new expectations, new standards. Some of these date back to the 80s, if I am not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things about building construction, particularly townhouse construction, have changed. The second thing is that this uh, was reviewed by a planning commission. Planning commission is fully on board with this. And frankly, we were getting a number of comments from the public on townhouse complexes as they're being built. So there were a variety of inputs that occurred that, that resulted in this proposed change. So that's my only comments. Any other comments or questions from the board? At this point, I'll open it up to the public for comments or questions. Anyone from the public? Okay, so we'll close the hearing. Reconvene into the public meeting portion of your agenda. This ordinance is now in a position for your consideration. What's the pleasure of the board on, on the ordinance? I'll make a motion to, um, for the, to uh, go ahead with this ordinance. Uh, number rezoning chapter 165, article 17. Okay. And I'll second. Okay. Thank you. So we have a motion by Mrs. Kenny, second by Mrs. Garzillo to amend the Township Zoning Ordinance, Chapter 165, Article 12, Section 165.61, and Section 165-62. Any other final comments from the board, from the public? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Pass 4-0. Mr. McGroy, public hearing, an ordinance amending the Upper Marion Township Zoning Ordinance, Chapter 165, Article 2, Definitions and Word Usage, Section 165-5B, to provide a definition for bed and breakfast and amending Article 31, General Regulations to add a new section, 165-219.8, bed and breakfast facilities, and amending Article 4, Agricultural Districts, Article 5, RA, Recreational Area Districts, Article 6, single-family residential districts, as to R1A and R1 zoning districts, and Article 15A, R55A residential districts to permit bed and breakfast facilities in accordance with Section 165-219.8. With that, I'll open hearing, introduce into the record, Board Exhibit 1, the ordinance itself, Board Exhibit 2, the legal notice of the hearing, Board Exhibit 3, the proof of publication. Board Exhibit 4, proof of submission to the County Law Library. Board Exhibit 5, proof of submission to the County Planning Commission. 
Board Exhibit 6, proof of submission to the Township Planning Commission. A um, few years ago, the um, courts rendered a decision in a case recognizing bed and breakfast as a legitimate land use that needs to be provided for somewhere in your township. Um, because our zoning ordinance didn't provide for it anywhere, um, we had to establish a definition for bed and breakfast, show where it's permitted in the township, and set up criteria um, that they're to be operated under, like only serving breakfast, no other meals, and a maximum of eight rooms, one bathroom for every two rooms, uh, et cetera. So it's just, it establishes and recognizes the land use, defines the land use, and regulates the land use. And does the board have any questions? I do have a question slash comment, Mr. McGorry. Uh, just to be clear, if the township does not pass a bed and breakfast ordinance, it is implied that a bed and breakfast can be established anywhere in Upper Marion, correct? Anywhere and under any regulation. Thank you. Any other questions or comments? Hearing none, I'll open the floor to the public for public comment or questions. Hearing none, we'll close the hearing, reconvene into the public meeting portion of your agenda. This ordinance is now in a position for your consideration. Thank you, Mr. McGorry. So what is the pleasure of the board with regard to the implementation of a bed and breakfast ordinance in order to comply with state requirements? I'll make a motion to do an amendment in addition to the existing bread and breakfast ordinance that we have in place. And I'll second. Okay, so we have a motion by Mr. Scarzillo, second by Mr. Wax uh, to adopt the ordinances amending uh, chapter 165 in the various sections that were iterated earlier. Are there any questions from members of the board? Questions from the public? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Pass 4-0. And we have another public hearing, an ordinance of the Township of Upper Marion, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, amending Chapter 157, Vehicles and Traffic. Section 157-17 provides for designation of further parking restrictions in the township and to provide certain parking restrictions on the Jefferson Street uh, area of Upper Marion Township. Mr. McGroy. I'll open the hearing at this time, introduce into the um, record, Board Exhibit 1, the ordinance, Board Exhibit 2, the legal notice of the hearing, Board Exhibit 3, the proof of publication, and Board Exhibit 4, the proof of submission to the County Law Library. And this is a, uh, not a zoning ordinance, so it does not have to the Planning Commission, the general ordinance. I'm sorry, Mr. Ray. This is not a zoning ordinance, so it doesn't have to go to the Planning Commission. Yeah. The, um, all it does is prohibit parking on the south side of Jefferson Street, starting 54 feet east of its intersection with Columbus Street, a distance of 300 feet in a westerly direction. Um, it's as simple as that. Anyone have any questions? I, I would simply add that this was the result of um, an impact from item D that we talked about earlier, where a small townhouse was develop, uh, development was, uh, was approved, um, essentially, it, it met the requirements at the time, and it forced uh, a parking situation, which would have essentially placed vehicles in uh, an adverse line of sight area for people traveling from Flint Hill Road up to into Jefferson Street. And this was reviewed by traffic safety and reviewed by PennDOT, uh, resulting in this, and this is actually part of that 
development plan that this would be approved. So uh, that's the only comment I have. Anything else from members of the board? Anyone from the audience have any public comment or questions? Hearing and seeing none, we'll adjourn the hearing, reconvene into both the public meeting portion of the agenda. This ordinance is now in a position for your consideration. Thank you, Mr. Mergori. Uh, so this is in regard to the ordinance uh, 157-17 uh, to modify the designation of parking restrictions on Jefferson Street in that area between Columbus and Flint Hill Road. I'll make a motion to support this ordinance. Motion by Ms. Chapter Kenney. 157 regarding vehicles and traffic on Jefferson Street. Okay. Motion Parking. by Mrs. Kenny. And I'll second. Second by Mrs. Garzillo. Any questions from members of the board? Questions from the public? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? And pass it 4 0. Item G, resolution 2021 21. We have a request from the developer to extend this. Um, just need to know from Mr. Hamaday the date certain on this one. Yeah. Mr. Hamaday, the Arden Road project. Yes, I apologize, uh, no Mr. Uh, Genoway. Uh, yes, the subdivision plan will be off tonight's agenda. The uh, attorney for the applicant has provided uh, an extension letter to the board until the August 5th. 2021 workshop for for the township's re review and action on the, the land development plan or subdivision plan excuse me okay thank you so we have a an extension letter that has been provided to the township until august 5th 2021 at the workshop meeting at 7 30 p.m right right so pleasure of the board on this so moved second motion second. by second Motion by Mr. Wax, seconded by Mrs. Kenny, to accept the extension letter to August 5th at 7.30 p.m. Any questions from the board? Questions from the public? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes four to nothing. That brings us to the consent agenda. And with regard to the consent agenda, item number four is going to be pulled uh, from the consent agenda tonight. So I will begin uh, reading it at this point. And again, number four will be removed. Uh, item number one is the Crow Creek Trail Project contract payment number eight in the amount of $99,707.40 to Kenny Excavating for work done to date on the Crow Creek Trail Project, and this is grant funded. Item number two, 511 tax collection agreement to Tri-State Financial Group. And this will be approval of an agreement with Tri-State Financial of Bridgeport to provide collection services for the business privilege tax, mercantile tax, and local services tax levied by Upper Marion Township for the period beginning January 1, 2022 and ending December 31st, 2024 at a rate equal to 1.95% of the gross collection administration of current account taxes and 5% for delinquent and discovered accounts as outlined in the agreement. Number three. Investment Consultant Agreement for Voya Financial Cornerstone Wealth Advisory and Insurance Services. And this is consideration of an agreement with Voya Financial, and actually the approval of this agreement, to provide independent consultant services for the township's 401A and 457 retirement plans at a cost of $4,000 per quarter as outlined in the said agreement. Two things here. Uh, this is 
to give us an evaluation to determine the status and effectiveness of current funded programs and the mechanism we use to uh, get to basically invest those programs. Are we doing the right thing? Yes. And then the second um, situation here is we may only need to use them for one quarter. Correct. To get the assessment yes. done. Anything else, Mr. Hammond? No, and that's it, it, just a reminder, you know, that the township and the pension board has a fiduciary liability. While we trust our we, while we trust our current investment advisor, it, it would be prudent for us to have an independent review of that through, uh, you know, th to make sure that we are doing our ERISA fiduciary duty. So, okay. so the pension board has recommended that we move forward with a consultant. Okay. Item number five, PennDOT Cooperative Agreement, the Route 422 closed circuit television equipment installation, consideration of an updated agreement with PennDOT for their installation of the CCTV equipment on township traffic signals as part of the state's 422 improvement project. This is just a cooperative agreement, no funds expended by Correct. Upper Marion Township. And I, I know we, we didn't put it in the, uh, the uh, motion, but it is for a camera. It's a camera at the intersection of Valley Forge Road and Valley Creek Road. Even though it is part of the 422 project, which goes from King of Prussia all the way to Sanatoga, this is this little piece. <laughs> and, and part of this is because the traffic management system, yes. the electronic traffic management system, actually isn't just on the major roadways, but it extends off to traffic lights yes. two or three sort of off the beaten path. You're absolutely so this right. would be one that we can, that will help the system yeah. monitor the traffic backups yeah. through the park and onto right. uh, Route 23 into yes. uh, Schuylkill Township. Yes. and be able to better manage the total traffic yep. flow. And then not only will PennDOT be responsible and install and maintain the CCT equipment, the camera, we also will have access to that data and that video. Yep. Okay. Item six, financial escrow security release number six for 900 River Road. And this is in the amount of $13,500 for completion of the required site improvements to date as part of the warehouse development project and the township engineer has reviewed and approved this release. Item number seven, financial escrow security release, and this is the final one for Henderson Road Investors, 251 Henderson Road, that's the Taco Bell, approval of the release in the amount of $933,837.71 for the completion of required site improvements to date as part of that project subject to the establishment of the required maintenance bond. Item number eight, a land development review plan review except extension on JM Real Estate Holdings, 677 West DeKalb Pike. And this uh, is to extend it until August 19th, 2021. We have another land development plan review extension for Quercus Properties. This is JM Ward on Church Road. And this will also extend until August the 19th, 2021. Um, item number 10 listed is permission to advertise a public hearing at the August 19th, 2021 regular business meeting on a proposed ordinance amending chapter 165 of the Township Code to add a new section 196.219.8 establishing regulations for short-term rentals in the Township. And item number 11 is appointment of Gino Cavalieri to the Community Center Advisory Committee. It's the pleasure of the board on the consent agenda. I'll make a motion to approve the consent agenda. 
Motion by Mr. Wax. I'll second. Seconded by Mrs. Kenny to approve the consent agenda. Uh, any members of the board have comments or questions on anything? No? Anybody from the public on this? Yes, sir. Please, please step to the podium and identify yourself. Thank you so much, Mr. Chairman. Uh, my name is Jesse Detweiler. I live over on Charles Street. Um, I work in the retirement industry. It's not why I'm here, but you just brought up uh, a question about ERISA responsibility and fiduciary liability. 457 plans are non-qualified. They're not under ERISA guidelines. The other thing is the fee structure for a consultation that Voya and uh, the advisory group is charging for. If they're a CFP, that makes sense. I just want you guys to know that there are software out there that advisors have that will do it for free. So it may not make sense to pay for it. Uh, fiduciary benchmarks, they have access to, well, now it's called fiduciary decisions group. And then there's also Brightscope out there, any large filers, so any plan over 100 participants or more that is subject to ERISA guidelines is gonna be published. But you'll also be able to compare um, pension plans, 457s, 401As, that's all out there. Um, it might be worth asking what they can give you that's available rather than forking over the money for it. Okay, we can we can do that. We can, there is we can ask them prior to engaging the, them. The sure. agreement uh, that goes beyond you know comparing yeah. the, the uh, our current plan with other providers. Uh, uh, so they are be, they will be doing some additional work for us. Cool. And if the township does transition to another provider or another, uh, they will help us with consulting negotiations, et cetera. So I do okay. I do thank you yeah, very much. Like that. <laughs> so that was free advice. So thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate question, it. But I don't want to hijack the agenda. So okay. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate the comment. Anything else on the consent agenda? In that case, all in favor of approval of the consent agenda, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes 4 0. Takes us to accounts payable and payroll. Pleasure of the board. Make a motion to pay the bills. I will second that. Motion by Mr. Wax, seconded by Mrs. Garzillo to pay accounts payable and payroll. Any questions on the accounts payable or payroll? Anybody from the public? Seeing and hearing nothing, all in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes 4 0. And that takes us to additional business. I'm going to start with uh, two items. We have a few advisory board openings that I just want to make everyone aware of. We have on the Economic and Community Development Committee, one vacancy. Human Relations Commission, two vacancies, both are alternate positions. We have on the Park and Rec Board, two vacancies, and we are already conducting interviews uh, on those, but we do have two vacancies. We have a vacancy as an alternate on the Property Maintenance Board, two vacancies, alternate positions on the UCC Board of Appeals, one vacancy on the Upper Marion Foundation Subcommittee, and one vacancy on the Upper Marion Historical Commission. Anyone who has interest, you can obtain an application online or you can contact the manager's office uh, to obtain one. The other item that I have uh, was something I mentioned under chair comments, just want to reiterate, the Senior Center opened on Monday of this week. It was great to see everyone coming back. If um, those of you who are members of the Senior Center and want to participate, just remember when you go back in, you will be asked to show your vaccination card. And uh, everybody hurry back and uh, we'll see you there at a future day. One question, will they need to show the card each time they go uh, to you know, the Senior I, I Center? I just, just was thinking that, Mrs. Or Kenny, and I 
think once you show it, mm -hmm. they are logging it in. That's Got what it. was happening Thanks. that day. But I would bring it and ask that question. Okay, thank you. If I were them. Thank you, great question. Um, and yes, Mr. Wax. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Just real quick, a uh, reminder that the Board of Community Assistance is doing a second round of funding for the second consecutive year. The funding is available to organizations which provide services to Upper Marion residents. The deadline to apply is August 16. Uh, if your organization that you're a part of is interested in funding, you can find out more about the Board of Community Assistance and also obtain an application on the Township's website under the Government tab and the Board of Community Assistance sub-tab. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you. Ms. Kenny. I just have one reminder to everyone, uh, this is the summer and a lot of parents are looking for things to do with their kids. Just want to remind everyone that there are numerous passes available that are free at the Township Library. Call ahead to find out the availability on a given day for whatever museum or zoo or other um, gardens, other locations that we have available. So it's a great uh, resource for all of our residents. And uh, I went to Chanticleer uh, with some friends and one pass is good for four people. Parking is free and the entire uh, entry was free for four of us. So I encourage you to take advantage of all the great uh, amenities that our library affords us all. Thank you. And I just have one quick comment, especially after I read the blurb about the lifeguards at the pool, that I just wanted to let residents know that our pool capacity is full right now, that um, there's no additional memberships that we can allow, that we are, um, for the first time I believe ever, we have maxed out our pool membership. So everyone enjoy the pool <laughs> that has already become members and um, wonderful for the public that uh, things are going so well over at the pool that everyone uh, is wanting to join. Um, so enjoy the summer. But the community center still has openings. So yes. and you can play pickleball or basketball or exercise or whatever else may be your, uh, your choice of sport. And, and that just reminds me of, of something else. Uh, since our last meeting, uh, Upper Marion has been host to two events, and I think it's representing that we are finally getting over the hump of the COVID situation. Uh, but uh, within the last two weeks, the Valley Forge Casino Resort played host to the National Cornhole Championships, televised on ESPN uh, all weekend. And... Um, you know, what, what a great venue for that and uh, what a great advertising for Valley Forge Casino Resort, Upper Marion Township, and, uh, and all the amenities that we have to offer. Uh, today, I had the honor of welcoming to Upper Marion Township the Pennsylvania Sheriff's Association, where the sheriffs and the first deputies and solicitors and a variety of other members of uh, the county sheriff departments from around the Commonwealth um, were gathered at the Valley Forge Casino Resort for their annual meeting and conference. And it was great to see exhibits. It was great to meet a variety of sheriffs from around the Commonwealth. Uh, Mr. Wax and I are gonna join them again tomorrow and chat with them uh, for a little bit. But it, it, it brings back that Upper Marion benefits from these types of events. Hotel nights, meals are eaten, people go shopping, and our venues are enjoyed. So it's great to see some of these things coming back and seeing the town coming back to life. 
And with that, I'm going to open up. I see we have a couple of people here this evening uh, for public comment. Sir, come on up. Since you were so helpful earlier. Uh, well, we'll say, you know, free advice is printed. It's uh, worth the, print, the paper it's printed on. That being said, um, again, my name is Jesse Detweiler. Uh, I live over on Charles Street. Wanted to thank everyone for their time this evening. Um, our neighborhood, you know, between uh, Glenwood and Charles Street, uh, right behind Crooked Lane is growing, um, rap well, rapidly. There's no more new houses being added, but what is being added is children. Um, as of last week, we did a quick count. There's 30 children on those two streets under the age of 14, um, which is awesome. I mean, like many parents have said over COVID was hard. You know, their kids were trapped inside. They didn't know what to do. The King Manor, Charles Street area, it was like, neighborhoods like I always wanted to live in when I was a kid. I mean, there were packs of eight, 10, 12 kids running around outside just having a great time. Um, but one of the things that we've noticed is the volume of traffic that goes on Charles Street, that comes ripping down Kingwood at 50, 55 miles an hour, sometimes to beat the backup at Crooked Lane. Um, you know, we were all out talking. We said, what does it take to get speed bumps? Um, I talked to a very nice lady at the township building, Rose, who said, you know, send an email to I left my phone over there, uh, to uh, one of the officers uh, to ask about having a study done. Um, I sent an email in May, haven't heard anything, it's possible I got caught in a spam filter, so I thought, you know, maybe I could just come to you guys and ask for help. What do I need to do? Who do we need to talk to? Um, everyone's real engaged in the idea of doing whatever we have to do to get them put in sooner rather than later. Um, I have a 10, a seven, a 10 and a seven year old and a six month old. Um, and our neighbors have a one-year-old, and she's expecting baby number two. I mean, there's just, it's, it's just going to keep going this way, and I would hate for something bad to happen. I just want to know what we can do to help to get, to get that in place. Thank you for coming in tonight, Mr. Detwaller. I know Mr. Wax has a comment or two, and if he doesn't cover what I'm going to cover, I'll, I'll add awesome. to it. Thank you so much. I know, yep, uh, thanks for coming tonight, and it's great to hear so many, you know, kids are, are you know, in your neighborhood and, and people choosing to raise uh, kids in your neighborhood, uh, specifically in King of Prussia, Upper Marion, generally. Uh, the process in the past has been the circulation of a petition and that you need to get a certain number of signatures from uh, people who live on the streets okay. where speed humps, not bumps, humps are requested. There are certain streets where speed humps cannot be installed, state roads first and foremost. Yep. So crooked Right, yeah, forget out. it. Yeah. Um, there's no way PennDOT's going to grant approval for that. Uh, there are also other, from what I recall, uh, township roads where speed humps cannot be installed based on factors related to snow removal. Um, maybe if the, the street is, I think, um, you know, at a steep slope or windy, I don't think either of those apply to your neighborhood. It but, uh, when you run. Yeah, but, but that is what I recall the process is. Uh, and I will let uh, Chair Genoway or, or Mr. Hamaday add additional information. Did, did you send your information to the police department also? Uh, just to the email address that was there. Um, hold, if you'll bear with me for a moment, hold on. Yeah, what I'm gonna ask you to do, Ms. Taylor, is, um, no, I said to Lieutenant Maurer. Yes, thank you. Okay. Yeah, Lieutenant Maurer. Okay, Mr. Hammaday, can you follow up with Lieutenant Maurer? Yes. Uh, as we look behind me, even though it's not being broadcast, I was just looking to see if that 
petition form and uh, the overview of the uh, traffic calming provisions that we have. I'll make sure I get it to you. Um, if you just want to uh, shoot me an email, it's just ahammoday.uppermarion.org. I will follow up with Chief Nolan and Lieutenant Mauer. Uh, we can you know, get the process started here because there are some requirements uh, as uh, Supervisors uh, Wax and Genoway said, just to make sure that we can accommodate those. So, yeah, and we sure. follow PennDOT's regulations for that. So definitely send me an email and I'll get that started for you. Awesome. Yep. And if I may offer a suggestion, sure. um, and I don't know if you're going to want to hear this, but uh, one thing uh, I have learned from uh, places where speed humps have been installed in the township previously in various neighborhoods is that uh, a lot of people want it in their neighborhoods but don't know exactly where they want it in their, in their neighborhoods or specifically people want it in their neighborhoods but not in front of their own house. Right. So if you can find a, a location people yeah. could agree on. Now obviously we're going to hear from our public safety department and so on and so forth as to whether or not that's a good location. But if you can point out a location where uh, hopefully uh, the neighborhood could rally around. Strangely enough, I think we already have three. Well, that, that's, that would certainly be helpful. That's that's yes. Good. Yeah, I think we have three potential ideas. and We'd ideally like to have at least two, you know, to just kind of deter I mean, like, it's an open road, by all means, drive through, just maybe not like at 50, you know, when there's, you know, not a lot of room. So, no, I really, really appreciate that. So I'll send an email to you and then we'll yes, kind of Yes, and then I'll, I'll follow up and we'll, we'll get that process going. That'd be awesome. Yep. And, and hopefully, once Crooked Lane's modified, part of this is due to all of the right, road construction. Right, the, the bridge that they're doing and all right. that stuff. Right, hopefully once all of that begins to mellow out a little bit, it, it'll help yeah. with the volume. Now... Obviously, the less volume, the higher the speeds tend to get. I right. understand that. So we will work, though, and try and find what we can do. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. Really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. Okay. Any other public comments or questions? Uh, yeah, I have one. Okay. Come on up. Okay. Yep. State, state your name and your residence. And Santa Slaves also with traffic. Um, how are you guys doing? My name is Maximilian Zablowski. I live on 500 Springbrook Lane in uh, Wayne. Um, we have a, a spot, it's, it's on uh, Croton and Radden Road. There's an intersection there um, where they allow a, uh, a, a right turn uh, where you can, uh, it's not a stop, a full stop. Um, it's kind of a confusing intersection. I'm sure anyone that's been there knows probably what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, going up the hill. Y yep. Yes, yes, there, it, it's, it, it's just danger, downright dangerous at this point. I requested that they do a full stop study there um, I spoke to PennDOT Engineering 6. My background is in project management engineering, so I'm pretty familiar with, you know, kind of who to talk to. And I gather this is Mr. Hamity. So um, we're just trying to find out whether we can maybe get an update as to approval to, to do that study um, and maybe just look at it. it, it you know, honestly, uh, from the hours of like 6 to 8 in the morning and from the hours of like 4 to 6, it's just nonstop honking with people that are unfamiliar with the area coming through and people that are familiar with the area, you know, coming through and, and making the turn and, you know, not realizing what's going on. So I, that's kind of- And we can, do you remember when you requested that study from PennDOT? Just I, I want to see, actually I have the email here. Let me okay. look. Um, and I, I don't, don't want to bash PennDOT and we've asked them for some stuff it, yeah, and we are still June. waiting yeah. for, so. Yeah, and this was this was June. I know he was. Try I think you may have been on the not you know maybe something for for offline, but 
I think, uh, you know, we, we can just kind of figure that out. Yes, um, that's good. And then I can yeah. follow up. Did, did you talk to anybody there, Don Senefonte? Yes, Don Senefonte. Don, okay, I'll reach yep. out to Don to see where it's going. Okay. I'm still waiting for something from Don. Long story short, PennDOT is not back in their offices, so they're still working remote. Yeah. But I'll follow up, and then if you could send me an email with your contact, no problem. we can uh, figure out what's going on there. No problem. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> sure. Uh, thank you. And just... I mean, these are two great comments because, Mr. Hammaday, this plays right into the Transportation Task yes. Force. And just for your information, uh, it's been about uh, nine months now. Uh, we established a comprehensive Transportation Task Force that's made up of myself, Mr. Hammaday, Mr. Phillips, PennDOT, uh, SEPTA, um, Turnpike Commission, uh, developers, and so on, with the specific intent of better understanding current projected and long-term traffic management issues that are affecting Upper Marion. And what we have not gotten a lot of are some of the, what I'll call incremental impacts. And these are two that come up. And yours in particular, not, not to discount yours, but, you, but, but his, his in particular is subject to municipal cross traffic. And that's the biggest problem that Upper Marion has. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but the data we've gotten from Delaware Valley Planning Commission bears it out that we suffer from people crossing Upper Marion to get someplace else more than we do people just coming to Upper Marion or ourselves maneuvering yeah. around the township. And you're, you are the, the it's poster you, candidate you, you are the poster child. And in fact, you were the poster child when we got changes made two years ago or three years ago because people were going through the Colonial Village section and Waze was getting them through there to avoid traffic on the Schoolkill Expressway. So the police department went to Waze and suggested that they remove that process of getting people through the village. And you know, despite the fact that we had police patrols out there, we were giving citations, and weren't the people living there, it was everybody crossing through. Uh, so you're, you're, again, you're the poster child now for the new dynamic of everybody coming from Ra our good friends in Radnor Township and beyond, cutting through that area to get to the village, to get to the turnpike, or to get to 422. Yeah, I mean, it, credit to you guys. You, you, you're getting a younger generation demographic in here. I think what's happening is you're getting a huge volume um, coming through from the cities, obviously, to the suburbs for work, vice versa, coming in and out of the King of Prussia area there. So, I mean, it's great, I guess, but, you know, also, I guess, it comes with a, a few issues here and there. So. And, and that's what we're trying to manage are, are these kinds of problems as they crop up. But we don't know about them until you come in. So thank you. thank you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I believe that's all the public comment for this evening. Motion to adjourn. Second. Motion and a second to adjourn. All in favor say aye. 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 We stand adjourned. Thank you, everyone.